and welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. <laughs> and I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> I'm Jim DeSanto. Sorry, I had a mouthful of whiskey. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Yeah. Should we try to start the show for the fifth time? No, no, that's it. That's <laughs> it right there. So that, that was that, that's, close that's enough for one. rock and roll. All right. So here we go. So today we're looking at your friendly neighborhood teen superhero in Spider-Man Homecoming. But first, we ask the most pressing question of every week. What are we drinking this episode? What does everybody have? I have some scotch. The uh, Balvini Caribbean cast aged 14 years. Scotch, scotch, scotch. It's a very good uh, scotch that is finished in... Rum barrels. Can I try it? Oh, sure, you excellent. can try it. It has legs. It's very. It has legs. It does have legs. high alcohol. Always has Whoa. legs or alcohol. Oh, good lord! This is. Ooh. Oh, she's nice. You've tried that one like eight times, and you've been like, no, nah, not for me. Maybe it's wrong. <laughs> I, t- I tell you, they keep. Eh, yeah, but then see on the back end. No, mm, it lost me. I like the I like the beginning of it, <clears throat> yeah, and I don't like the way it finishes. Well, that's most your turn. So, like, here good, we go, Karen. I'm <laughs> I'm drinking White Claw seltzers because I just stopped at the beer store because they were out of Four Loco. because yeah. <laughs> Four Loco was all out. I can't tell you the last time I went to the beer store. I'm being honest with Which you. Which one did you go to? Uh, I went to Havertown Beverage tonight. Oh, okay. This is my first time there. And it was lovely, except that the lovely Asian man who looks about my age and clearly is from the United States kept calling me honey. And I just don't take kindly to that. If you're if you're not like of the greatest generation, you don't get to call me honey. <laughs> like that. What, there aren't a penny are left the from the greatest generation. Age. This is what can I'm Cap- saying. Yeah. Captain America can call you honey, though. No, he cannot. Yeah. No, he cannot. He's very old. That is weird. Like, I don't, do old do women do that? To, do you get that as a man? Do you ever get like? I don't oh, think I've hey, never called the only place honey. that's appropriate is in a diner with like an with 80 an year older or, waitress. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I want pie and coffee. The, the ladies at the cafeteria at Scranton got to call us honey and sweetie, and because they were like our moms. Damn fine cup of coffee. They bro. were wonderful damn, women. Damn but fine cup of coffee. No, young Asian men don't get to call me honey. Anyway, I got White Claw because the girls and I, not my children, my college friends were having a girls weekend at the beach and and I needed beverages. So. All right. Uh, I am drinking some Long Trail Lager from Long Trail Brewing Company. It's their uh, 30th anniversary this year. It's a brewery uh, that is out of Vermont and it's delicious. Not Maine. I should have had a Maine brewer, but I didn't. Maine. Let's uh, fact check last week's uh, show. Uh, First of all, of course, we did Jaws last week. And right after we did the show, the next day, I woke up and one of the lead stories on the local news was the first great white shark of the season had been found right (laughs) off of Cape Cod. Uh, I Mm -hmm. am going to Cape Cod for vacation. Mm -hmm. I am going to be doing some Facebook living uh, from the beach. Mm -hmm. I'm going to attempt to find the great white shark. I'm going to bring a bottle of apricot bread. Brandy mm. uh, with me, and it's, you uh, need a case. It's funny. I was re-listening find. to this episode, and I had a fact check on this situation because last week when you said you would have undercut Quint's uh, offer 
Yeah. I was taking that as like you as the sheriff would have been like, no, we're not going to pay you that. But you were saying that you would come in and rival his offer. So let's be serious. You're going hunting for the great white shark. Like that's something that's happening in Brian Costello's world. No, I was then going to hire somebody at a lower price. Oh, I was going to subcontract subcontract for even less than that. Well, even less, maybe some candy bars or something. (laughs) Yeah. So you're going to try this next week? That that film was made in the 70s. There was stagflation. Unemployment was through the roof. It was the Carter years. So there's Uh, no way he needed that much money. No, no, there's no way they could have gotten that. They would have worked for a lot less than that. Uh, Though shark attacks uh, in North America are the most common globally. They make up 48 percent of the total global shark attacks per year in North America. I don't like that. Uh, I don't like last that year. Yeah. Last year, there were 32 unprovoked no. shark attacks, no. uh, but that was actually down from 2017, uh, where there was 53. Now, so if I unprovoked, who's going in the ocean and provoking the sharks? I think they oh. probably mean if you like pull one on on your boat and oh yes, that's like if you're hunting, if you're you get fishing. what you get. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, just that remember the scene from Jaws when those idiots were driving around and throwing yeah. stuff into the water. So, what, um, yeah, you, that, do, do, you have seen YouTube. Probably the yeah. people who are provoking mm. shark attacks are the same ones having their gender reveal parties. Uh, it could be. I don't Similar. think so. I don't think it those could people be. are that brave. Uh, and then finally, our, our question from last week, oh, uh, we rough. asked to really tough um, one and done, own it, skip it. Jaws, Alien, Shining. Yeah. So I wanted to see what critical ratings were on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, Alien was first at a 99%. Jaws was at 97 and The Shining was at 87 All right. So, Which all... I think that lines up with my choices. Oh, well, look at you, Mr. Movie Critic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. Rundown time. We are doing Spider-Man Homecoming, an mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic film. Oh, well, uh, spoiler alert. Right there. I, well, I already put it on social media. I did see I, that. Um, who wants to do rundown? It's your turn. My turn. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming is uh, the reboot of the Spider-Man um, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, not the crappy Sony movies. Um, and it basically follows Peter Parker as he, what I think he said, sophomore year? Yes, he's like 14, 15 year old. Yeah, Yeah. so So it's sophomore year. It's his sophomore year of uh, high school. Um, He has already obviously been introduced in the MCU in Civil War. And and uh, yeah, that was the only one he was introduced prior to. Yes, this this is. Yes, this would be Civil War. And this one's right before Infinity War. Right. And so he uh, he has a a new suit from Tony Stark uh, that he was given for Civil War. Um, he's basically, you know, wanting to take on more, uh, missions and be part of the Avengers in the beginning. Um, and Tony's basically telling him to chill. Uh, and he then discovers that there's a guy, Tombs, who is scavenging, uh, the leftover alien technology and turning it into weapons and selling it. And it's very dangerous, especially in Queens where... A bank gets blown up in a convenience store, and he wants to go out and stop it, and Tony Stark doesn't want him to. So uh, it kind of follows through that in in kind of ends uh, around homecoming, right? <laughs> yeah, the homecoming dance. So 
That's the overall gist of it. rundown, yeah. Now, I had seen this film in the theater uh, yes. when it came out, but for you two, this was your first viewing, first viewing. of said film, mm-hmm. and what are your thoughts? I think this might be my favorite of the single character movies. It's right up there with Black Panther for me. Mm. Because I think I think it did something similar to Black Panther in the fact that they had a vision and a and a singular theme that they wanted to go with that was not that was unique to the character. Um and it wasn't it, it like for me the Thor movie and the Thor movies and the Iron Man movies and the Captain America movies besides besides the first Captain America movie which is its kind of own thing because of the period piece part um i think they they all those movies are clearly all in the same universe and kind of have the same vibe and their characters are kind of all the same age and there's there's not much difference going on in those movies like their powers are different but um, in this, it really, yeah, tonally, yeah, you're right, right. Tonally, it's very similar. And this is very much like uh, a coming of age superhero movie, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, and it also, if you haven't seen this prior to seeing Infinity War or Endgame, I think it's pretty important because I think it's uh, it's probably the beginning of the the main arc of of those movies. I mean, not. I mean, obviously, Iron Man was the beginning, but the the there's a pretty strong theme that I don't want to get too much into. I don't want to spoil Endgame or anything going on in this movie. So, what did you think? I um probably like sixty five percent watched this movie. I was at which is pretty good. That's pretty good for you. No, I was just using a computer. I would say it was like the low end on my like movie watching attention. Yeah, but but not. But I was gonna say it wasn't due to the quality of the movie. I was just like not in a space where I was focused entirely. I really loved what I saw, but if you quizzed me on the movie, I would not do well. I know that there was an academic competition. Yes, uh, I think it was in Washington D.C. I had to ask today about like character names. Yeah. I'm still not really sure why MJ's in the movie because I think I missed that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked it. I understood why my students were very upset that I didn't see the movie. They were very upset that I didn't like Spider-Man because for me, Spider-Man was Tobey Maguire, and mm. didn't like him at all. I th- think this Spider-Man is much more likable. I, uh, I think he's the, yeah. uh, my opinion at least, he's the best of the Spider-Mans. Oh now, yeah, by far. There's three of them. Uh, Tobey Maguire, I saw all three. Uh, I barely watched Andrew Garfield's ones. I guess the first one was pretty good. I didn't even watch the second one. This one actually feels like a legit high school student. Yeah. Yeah. This was, I, I actually found myself at times enjoying the high school stuff more than the spider-man stuff mm-hmm. and the yeah, spider-man was stuff was was well done the yeah. spider-man stuff i thought was well done there was no issue with the spider-man stuff i just really liked how they established the characters and the high school setups now we've done i think four high school films now uh we've done can hardly wait varsity blues mean girls uh, 
Mean Girls in this one. And I think this ranks up as a high school film very comparatively in my mind, along with kind of a can't hardly wait. Oh, and in terms you're of forgetting the so- other high school film we did. Uh, which one? If Looks Could Kill. Oh, If Looks Could Kill. Uh, interesting <laughs> you bring up If Looks Could Kill. Uh, I'll bring that up later with the second uh Spider-Man movie. Actually, you know what? Forget I won't bring it up later. I'll bring it up now. The second Spider-Man movie, I was reading an article in Empire Magazine on it. Yeah. And John Watts for this film, the one we just watched, Homecoming, obviously had a very heavy John Hughes vibe to it. And he watched 16 Candles. He watched um, Breakfast Club. He watched Ferris Bueller. And there's that great Ferris Bueller tracking sequence in the film he did. For the second movie... They were Empire Magazine was on set as they were filming it, and they were watching sequences from If Looks for Kill because they were using it as its template for Could could Kill. kill. There you go. You got it. Um, For their template of that film. Yeah. It's so exciting. If Richard Grieco appears in the next Spider Man, it would be so good. I thought it was amazing that Donald Glover. That Donald Glover was in Homecoming. Yeah, there were so many great considering, little cameos. You know, I don't know if everyone got that joke, but prior to um, Tom Holland being cast, this might have actually have gone back to prior to Andrew Garfield being cast. It might have been because he was the voice of Miles Morales, who's become very big now right, as part right, of the right. Into the Spider Verse. Right. Which, I mean, if we need to talk about. Comics, listen to Pop Addled. Keenan can yeah, rat- yeah, yeah. rattle on about comics. But there was a, there was a big internet like uproar when someone suggested that he be cast as as the next spider-man yeah and he jokingly like said like oh this would be awesome no he just basically said this would be awesome or something like that and basically the internet broke because you had a bunch of uh racist people saying die you can't be spider-man because you're black and then a bunch of other people just saying yeah it'd be awesome he's he at but the there time, is a had black the per- Spider-Man right. At the and time, he had the personality of Donald Peter Parker. Trump was elected president. Yeah. Coincidence? No. I think not. But yeah, he he and at the you know at the time, Donald Glover was Troy on Community, which yes, he had a very, I mean, a, not a very. Uh, it was easy to see it, that it was he could a play a high school following. character. Yeah, it was a very yeah, yeah right. it was a very niche following. Um, I think. He as Miles Morales would have been awesome if they went that route. I think they did go the right route um, picking Peter Parker. I just I think he's the mainstream one. If you follow Spider-Man, this movie um, could have been a potential train wreck. Uh, (laughs) Not in terms of the development of it. This is a co-produced film. So this is not a Disney owned product. they allowed Kevin Feige and the Marvel people to help Sony and Columbia make this movie yeah. so that Spider-Man could be in the MCU Endgame and infinity. So this only furthers my belief that I, this guy, this Kevin Feige guy who Katie might not know the name, but a lot of people don't, unless you really like Marvel movies, he is the guy who's in charge of all the Marvel movies. And the man's is must is going to be somebody in a hundred years. People are studying as like a cinematic genius because he gets it right. Like all the casting he does is always spot on. Mm-hmm. And the directors, John Watts, he picked for this, who nobody knows. I don't know John Watts prior to this. He picks these directors and 
like Jim, you were spot on. The tone of this movie was different and perfect. They played it like perfectly. Like the action was good, but I felt like they spent so much time developing the character and like the world that he lived in. And it was almost like, yeah, we know we can do the CGI stuff and it will look good because it's Spider-Man. But we need to make sure that people like this kind of mildly nerdy. He's not cool, but he's believable as being a nerd, but also somebody who's a superhero. And it's yeah, th- spot on. This And this tone, it, you know, has started to creep up. It, it was big in there were a lot of movies with this kind of tone and obviously in the 80s. And now there's like retro TV shows of like Stranger Things where you have kind of the nerds and the geeks kind of, you know, showing their culture and things like that. And, and I think that they did a really good job with that in this. And was one thing I laughed at with Katie is like, even in, in a school that's completely filled with all nerds, because they're all science geeks at at what was it like Midtown scientific school or tech and there is a school there is a school like that yeah um there's still like the social hierarchy going on of course and they did that a new very nuanced but i like how they you picked that up like there was the class differences between rich and poor and all the like i want to say tropes of of a high school movie but they they layer it very well like it can't hardly wait you know they don't they don't it's not so stereotypical in terms of mainly i think because of how diverse the cast is yeah maybe they don't play people to type you know in terms of who the people are which i thought the mj choice in particular was really interesting that they didn't pick obviously a white girl with red hair with red hair and they didn't even play that out that that was mj until the very end of the movie yeah and Which I thought was pretty cool. Another thing that I, I've always loved about Spider-Man, and I brought this up to Katie, is that he's like quintessentially the New York superhero for me. Mets fan. Yeah. The only the only good thing the Mets got going for him is yeah, Spider-Man. He, he's is from a fan. Queens, and he always did. I, I mean, there's that. I don't even know where this comes from. I, I, I guess it comes from the comic, but the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is... Yeah, I think that was. Is like they... You know, they do a good job of of making him part of the neighborhood and kind of I don't know. I I feel like that's like a throwback to to, you know, other movies that that talk about like Queens and and New York and and not just focusing on Manhattan. And I don't know. I I just I've always liked that about Spider-Man. The only person that is um, more popular than Peter Parker from Queens is Tom Gibbons. <laughs> Agree or disagree? Discuss. Bill Buckner. Discuss. I mean, <laughs> Tom Gibbons has been recognized at uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral. I don't think Spider-Man can ever He's not that. from Queens, but Bill Buckner's more popular. Mm. I yes, he like is probably. Agree with Brian, and I feel like this is a theme through many of our movie reviews that... The movies that focus too much on gimmick, on effect, they lose the focus of creating a good story and and developing good characters. And I and I agree that I never felt distracted by the effects in this movie. Everything felt like, you know, the effects were there, 
but they were just a piece of the character and it never distracted from the development of the character and, you know, his relationship and, and the plot of the movie. So great job on that. And then I want to talk about Michael Keaton, please. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. He is. They did such a great job with the adult casting in this movie, which I always thought John Hughes did as well. Yes. Like the the adults in John Hughes movies who just get sprinkled in, they're not the focal point of it, but he always casted actors that were able to deliver. And Michael Keaton, I think, is never gets the credit he deserves for as good as he is. I mean, he's damn Well, I was good. saying to Jim, is this his first turn as not even just a villain, but kind of like a like a bad guy? Like I was thinking about so Birdman kind of a jerk. Oh, dude. You remember what movie? It, we, we brought this up a couple weeks ago when we did Vertigo. We were doing the oh, fact yeah, check of Vertigo. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is that He's called? in Pacific Heights. Oh, I never saw which, that. No. Which he is, but he is terrifying. And I actually remember seeing that. The sequence I can I think of of him where you get the glimpse of that character is what I think is really a segment I would rank up as an amazing piece of filmmaking which is when he and Tom Holland are playing that cat and mouse game on the ride to homecoming. Oh yeah. Like where yeah. he's like, you see that is, I would put that, that little set piece there from it's like, that's like top notch thriller stuff that I, like, I it, love, that's like Hitchcockian right there where they go back and forth yeah. with that. He is so, so good in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, he's. I think he might be my favorite Marvel villain. And having seen all the twenty-two films, everybody will obviously say Thanos, or they love Loki. He, I think, delivers oh, no. the Killmonger. best. The only one that's oh, even Killmonger is good. Is, 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 is yeah, is those two. I think those two are like delivering performances that you could argue might be two of the best acting performances. Of all the movies. Oh, yeah. Add sure. in heroes, everything. They are amazing in this movie, what they do. But even so, like, he's obviously what did you want to say about him? Because you brought him up. I just thought it was such a like a refreshing, like a twist on who you expect Michael Keaton to be. Right. Like you're Agreed. so used to seeing him as the nice guy, as the Mr. Mom, like that you know that like that character yeah. was very much like in the wheelhouse of who Michael Keaton was, right? I wish and there was, was Batman. Batman. But I was <laughs> he was say, the original Batman, right? Like yeah. even as Batman, you know, like I don't know, he was still there. Was to me, there's still like a a softness to Michael. Yeah, Keaton. There, there's like so a, this was great. Yeah, the only thing I wish that this movie I think is missing is like a little piece in that eight year gap. Because I think they jump really quickly from him being kind of like a blue collar, you know, leader of a of a like demolition crew to oh, gun selling criminal mastermind. I yeah, I, I, I and that's that. the, no, no. Like I bought it. I just think I think if this movie was like fifteen minutes longer. I could, and it's still a long movie as it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's um, about two hours. I feel like they always underservice the villain. Wouldn't you tend to agree, yeah, though? Yeah. You're it, just supposed to kind of buy me, into like, a villain being the fact a villain. That you, right, well, that's interesting because we talked about this with the Joker, right? With the origin story, like the fact that you get that at all. Yeah. Right? That you see. Is a, a problem. Pe uh, no. No, no, no. With the Joker, like you don't. Oh. I like that you never got that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Right. So I'm saying like, I, I think it's interesting that you get a little bit of the vulture story. And I, I to me, it's enough. Right. It's enough to see to have well, a little bit of like, how did he get here? Now that I'm thinking about it, this is partly why they don't is that. You ruin the reveal of him being of, the father. Being of the father. The, yeah. So like that's the part that's tough is because like you want. But but that's you could have. Sh- uh, I guess not. I don't know. It, it, it just it, to me, that was the only part of this movie that was like a little thin. The acting and obviously everything else was great, but like his motivation to like go from I can't get any contracts to I'm gonna sell harmful guns to yeah I guess I, it, it just I, I maybe know. it's that the villains tend to be so weak in these films mm-hmm. that even just his performance was enough for me not to even because usually you get nothing with these villains a lot of these villains are yeah, so terrible. so bland and, and not by by the way Marvel does a slightly better job than a lot of other franchises yeah. uh, aka uh, the Dark Phoenix where Jessica albino Jessica Chastain was supposed to be the villain I guess yeah I I'm still not quite sure about that um also John Favreau yep fantastic is happy hogan in this yeah. and 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 the other the other three recognizable adults marissa tomei is is aunt may is amazing I love her amazing like uh, what's the last thing she was in i feel like she was in a movie like a oscar winning movie a few years ago well she won yeah. an oscar yeah what was for it my cousin the, the, no no no, 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 for the, no. no. Um, no, maybe she didn't win I her second. She was, no, she was, there was some. She was, she not, was in a big the movie. A few, with uh, Mick, she oh, was in the wrestler. Yeah. I feel like she's been in something since the wrestler. Oh, she's in a lot now. I mean, like that a, was kind like of her major movie. But oh yeah, no, no. I, I like this turn of her as like the maternal figure, the younger Aunt May. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked yeah, the relationship. Yeah, well, that, well, that's she a great setup. She won the Oscar for My Cousin Vinny. I well, no, she did. We were talking about I know, I know, I know. That was like 1991, I was though. We were talking I know, I know. I know, I know. Lord. Uh, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. as well. Asleep. Robert Downey Jr. Um, awesome as always. And then on the teacher side, you have Hannibal Burris and Martin, Martin Starr, who yeah. are both awesome. Yeah, the so teacher good. representation in this film, I, I've talked about my dis taste of a lot of films and how they um, Mm -hmm. represent teachers. Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty good in this one. The gym teacher is just a guy who's like beaten down or whatever with some hysterical Captain American cameos. They did a great job of setting this film in the MCU universe but not making it mm-hmm. be something that you had to have. And the Captain American cameos were the, perfect. The uh, your body is changing. Your body, <laughs> your so body is changing, and I know that. <laughs> I get. <laughs> so you're in detention. What do you? Um, but also, I loved uh, Martin Starr. Yeah, it's just this guy like on taking kids on field trips. Because let me tell you something. As a teacher, if you're a parent and you listen to this, and um, you're not a teacher. Teachers, I I don't want to speak for Katie, maybe. I hate field trips. Mm. Um, they are not fun for teachers. Mm-hmm. They are terrifying, mm-hmm. um, especially in our modern legal 
uh, world, mm -hmm. the idea of taking high school students <laughs> overnight places is really a recipe for disaster, we'll which is it. why I no longer do it. We'll I actually it. led two European trips, uh, which were 30 days impressed. each. Uh, and I not quite sure what I was thinking at the time. No, I was now, very impressed with be you, though. Because that is all bad. Yep. Nothing good can come of that. <laughs> nope. I'm the history teacher. Uh, uh, we were just yes, having this I'm conversation with my niece who is pondering doing like an like one of the you know educational tour oh, yeah, groups, yeah. right? Uh, she knows somebody that works for them. I was like, I, I guess I do have a number of like what you would have to pay me. But like a free trip anywhere in the world is not enough. That, well, listen, like I know in, that, in, but that is not enough. In my 20s, I received two, I guess the equivalent is two free yeah. month-long trips sure. to Europe. Yeah. Now, enough that I went back a second time. Yeah. Um, I think I was just dumb. Yeah. Because now thinking back at it, I it, it's a terrifying thing to totally. take forty. Here's the thing: you're you're a parent now, right? So I feel like yeah. we've come around to like what like I think when we're in our early twenties, we're very much in the like everything will be fine place, and now we've seen too much. We've seen yeah. too much now, and I. Listen, I we're very responsible. It was very safe. These tour companies do a great job, but there are a lot of variables when you're bringing forty adolescents. They're, they're teenagers. Yeah. They're, That's they're, a whole. Other I don't story. want to be responsible. There for could be a man their own house melting down all the gold of Europe and turning it yes. into his own currency. I. It's very good point. We'll, you, yeah, I right. will save some of my stories for when we do Euro trip. I like that, which That's will good. happen at some yeah, point. We could talk um, about this a long time. Let's talk about Ned. Lovable yes. sidekick buddy guy in the chair. Ned. He is awesome fun. in this movie. Like his Lots hat. of fun. The cowboy hat is not cool. It's really like an indie hat. It is kind of. Yeah, I, I think that was that, a, that was a tip of the cap to indie. The tip of the hat. You see what I did the there? Tip of the hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there that. were a lot of references here, and I'll get into one of them when we get into our casting that I particularly liked. Uh, Brian already brought up the um, the Ferris Bueller one where he's running through, and you actually see them watching Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller, which was great, and yeah. that I actually watched the, the clip of the Ferris Bueller watching one. it. There's like there's just a no. lot of like middle aged naked men walking around. What? What? Did you try to watch this film on Pornhub? What? Were like what? What version were you watching? Ferris Bueller. There was no was naked like, people walking. There were, there were children mean, running no, around in the back. Were, no, there were like. When were there naked men? Middle-aged men in. I guess they were wearing bathing suits, but it was like inside a space, and they were walking around, maybe in towels. There was a suggestion of nudity. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that scene again. Apparently. Holy! That man. I don't think that scene exists in. Any movie that I've no, seen, we yeah. even you made me rewatch it. You said you need to actually watch this, and you rewound it. That and was I just them running through him they running were, through like, backyards at night. Yeah, kids in like, tents. No, they yeah. were not kids. They, it was not the. I know what you're talking about. The kids in the tents. It was not the kids in the tent. It was adults in some sort of like a pool house scenario. But they were large humans. They were not kids. 
Let's let's okay. someone think of another thing to talk about. Oh my god. I'm moving on. I, I I'm I'm at a loss here. Let me recollect for a second. Ken, let's talk about the use of Spider-Man, the character. And what I love is that every other Spider-Man movie, by and large, has kept him confined to New York. So the geography yeah. of Spider-Man swinging is always through Manhattan. The brilliant idea to take it to DC. And have him or the suburbs where <laughs> oh both or yeah. or two uh, naked men in the YMCA yeah. bathroom yeah oh maybe that's what I was thinking it was sure so funny that th- that will be in Far From Home that will I be in the like, sequel I did like him trying to figure out like how to keep his stuff safe like the post his bags note on the, <laughs> on the his bike. bags his bags always being stolen <laughs> yeah. too yeah it's fun. That was fun. But, but I loved the visual of the Washington Monument. Oh, great, 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 scene. great choice uh, of doing that and taking it out. And I love the idea of the sequel, which uh, for everybody listening to this in the pod version, we'll probably be putting this out like the day before the next one comes out in the theater mm. of taking it to Europe. And they're setting it in Venice, which is my favorite city I've ever been to. Mm. Uh, and Prague. And all there, these- Brian. That's surprising to me. A lot of water, a lot of boots. Well, you don't actually go in the water, though. I don't mind looking at water. And there's no sand, really. It's concrete. That's true. Mm. No sharks, either. I I have to say, the two of you are convincing me that I need to watch this movie. Yeah. (laughs) The one that we just watched the other night. The one that we watched for the purposes of the show. You've you've sold me on it. I I think I need to watch it. I I am curious in the film that you did watch because it sounds like a (laughs) whole different take on Spider-Man. We watched the same movie, Brian. She was just distracted. (laughs) What was she watching on that computer? Maybe the men were on the computer? I don't know. (laughs) So this her her movie was Spider Boy, a young Spider man's Boy. rise in Turkish <laughs> bathhouses Spider to be Boy. a man. Yes. Uh, so another, um, yeah, Tony Stark. Let's talk we, about him. Okay, quick, and then I think we gotta wrap this because even though you're selling me on it, I feel like we're running long talking Spider Man. Really? <laughs> I do. Okay. I do think so. We're think much shorter than usual really? now. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> time. You'd have more funny. to talk about if yeah, you had, if watched, had watched the, the film. Movie. And if, if you had watched the movie, you would have true. something to talk you about. You need to invest the time in the podcast, Katie. Okay. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is... like I, I don't think they'll ever be able to re- reboot that character in I a way. I don't think they should. No, I don't think so. Um, he's great in this. And like I said, if you if you have seen... Uh, Infinity War and Endgame, and you haven't seen this, come back and watch this because it, I think it plays a really important role in his character development. Well, yeah, how much more invested are you in what they did? Because you had seen both of those films. I now was, seeing this, do you think that that stuff that happens in that movie plays better for you now? I think it played great without seeing this and even yeah. better with seeing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And this, I, and I will say for people who are listening to this, uh, apparently, if you want to, if you're into Spider Man, you need to see the new movie um, as quickly as possible because apparently there's a lot of stuff that is very important that if you know ahead of time will spoil it for you, like okay. a ton, apparently, um, that deals with 
what happened in this movie and Robert Downey Jr. and all this other stuff. And yep. people are saying this, the next one is better than this one. So uh, probably because it was based on if looks could kill. <laughs> yes. All right. So, Katie, maybe you should go see this movie. So, yeah, I if know, you I know, the I'd really like to of, see this movie. Of the 10% that you watched, what part was your favorite? Ooh. Other than the men in towels, old yeah. men in towels. I loved um, Peter and May getting ready for homecoming. That was a good scene. Right? Yeah. Like, that him, was, like, that like was. learning that was how well to tie his tie, learning how to dance. was so weird. I love him just even calling her and being like, I need your help. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a great scene. Perfect. Uh, okay, so see Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, if you're Katie, watch it the first I'm time. I'm gonna watch if it. You're... I'm gonna watch yeah, it. Watch that. Mm-hmm. Well, now we gotta run it again. We should have just bought it. I know it we should have bought the movie. I'll get we it at the library. It. I got my copy from the library and I will uh, our our next episode. I will give you an instant reaction on Spider-Man Far From Home because Mm -hmm. I will have seen it by that point. Um, All right. Spanning globe pop culture time now. Instant reaction Uh, this week. um, Actually, today uh, there was a new trailer dropped for a reboot of a franchise I wasn't aware that needed to be rebooted. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that many is, franchises don't need to be rebooted. But that is uh, Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They're back. I'm squarely uh, in the middle on this. Uh, I'm very interested in this franchise just in the sense that I feel like it was a television program that wasn't maybe necessarily even beloved and is now received two major film franchises in the last 20 years, which is interesting to me. Uh, Uh, What is everybody's thoughts on what they saw? It looks bad. Mm. It looks, it looks like it, it doesn't look interesting at all. So for me, that's bad. Um, It looks like uh, a movie that was shot sometime after uh, Ghost Protocol, and they're like just going to take a lot of similar ideas and things from other spy movies, and we're going to make it look cool, and I don't know. I'm just not interested at all. I'm holding out some hope. I felt like the trailer, like I could kind of like, visualize how this could go either way like that the scenes in between could either make or break this movie but they like, also I, I do hold on some hope for it and and like i'm pretty plugged into like pop culture and and older stuff they the trailer is playing to an audience i think that doesn't exist like i don't think people are going to realize that bosley is not like yeah. Uh, well, yes. Yeah. Okay. So to Bos Bosley in this film is Elizabeth Banks, a woman. It's a woman. It, used it was to be- always a man. It was yeah. Bill Murray originally, and then they had a gag in the the rest of that franchise where it turned out to be um, Bernie Mac, who was somehow Bill Murray's son. Yeah. Which whatever. Um, she also directs this film mm-hmm. and wrote it, and I do appreciate they picked yep. a female director. Love that. Elizabeth Banks, who I think did a great job with the um, Scrubs. Oh, what it uh, Scrubs. And did she really just Scrubs? 
She, well, she was in. She was JD's. Yeah, but girlfriend. she was. All, yeah, oh, but she was I also you the. Meant like, yeah, but I mean, this so writing, directing, no. totally different. Yeah, no, yeah, but she totally did different. the. Um, oh my god, why am I drawing a blank on this? She was amazing. The 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 girl singing group movies, which oh, are yeah. really Pitch fun. Perfect. Pitch Perfect, which are yeah. fun. Like I've I like that them. choice. Yeah. They they are good. They're fun, good movies. She does a great job with it. Um, they legit stole, and I can't remember off the top of my head right now, a line from the original Mission Impossible in that mm. trailer. And you're right. I thought the Ghost Proto. It does the way they shot it, the cuts and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm I'm not adverse to this film. It's not like a a, a visceral yeah. vomiting reaction like I had with the Dark Phoenix trailer. Mm. I'm like, maybe this could be okay. Uh, one of the actresses in it, Naomi Scott, who's very new, um, was Jasmine in the new Aladdin movie. Mm. And I thought she was the hands down best part of that movie. And she plays kind of the scientist who's creating whatever they're after. And she looks good in this. I think she's going to be somebody in like five years that's in a like tons of stuff but in i don't world, think it's in a world I, I, where john wick continues to make yeah. sequels i think we have to at least give this movie that's, a fair shot. that's how i feel about this movie but although with elizabeth banks um now i didn't know that i didn't know it was she wrote it and directed it i am more interested in it now. i think it could, i think, I it, think could, it could be i think it could be okay i listen i was like oh my god they're making this and then i watched <laughs> it and i said Okay, it's a little Mission Impossible-y, which I'm down with. Like, that's okay. I'd mm -hmm. be all right with that. It looks a little bit more um, legit than the Cameron Diaz ones, mm -hmm. which I thought were really corny. Mm -hmm. And there's some pretty good actresses. So we'll yeah. see. I want to I want to see what the, se second the second trailer is. All right. And mm -hmm. then we'll see where it is. But yeah. I'm all for, by the way a female driven spy franchise mm -hmm. where um, so I think there's room for that. That could be good. Uh, all right. This week's game is recast it. Mm -hmm. Now, remember we usually play recast it. Yeah. Uh, we take old films mm -hmm. that we love and cast it with new actors. Mm -hmm. Most recently we played recast it with alien. Yep. All right. And a lot of people like that game. We're doing the reverse. We're taking a modern movie, Spider-Man Homecoming, and we're recasting it with Brat Pack, John Hughes, 80 to like 1986 mm -hmm. era mm -hmm. actors to plug into roles yeah. that we enjoyed in this film. So who would like to go first with some of the recasting? Jim, I hand would. up, go and for I, it. I would also like to recast this with the Frat Pack as well at some point. Who Which, is the frat pack? The frat pack is like the um, old school crowd, like Vince oh, Vaughn, yes, John well, we Favreau, do and feel free Will, to throw Will that Farrell. right in. Yeah, yes, the, the, the Wilson uh, brothers, Ben Stiller. Yes. Um, All right, so go for it. Who do you have? Uh, from okay, this time so here? the first one when I was looking at the list of frat uh, pack folks, immediately I saw Rob Lowe, and I'm like, he's Flash, one hundred percent. Rob Lowe is Flash because he's a, he plays that just jerk perfectly, I think. Um, Peter, I looked at the list long and I thought that Andrew McCarthy is probably the best. Ooh, hmm. Good choice. Yeah. Best Peter Parker. Yeah. Good. one. Um, and this is the, the next one I, for MJ. I picked Ali Sheedy and specifically oh, okay. because. The the idea of her being at detention without having to be there 
is, is like Breakfast is Club. the exact character from the Breakfast Which Club, which is where that was like, stolen. Right, yeah, it absolutely. was stolen from there. And um, even the look and mannerisms, I thought right. she was playing she, was Ali Sheedy from Breakfast right, this, Club. This MJ is like this weird kind of I have no friends kind of edgy person. Um, Very smart. Uh, yeah, right, right, I love right. that. That's um, and then to play opposite of her because of that, Liz, I would would be Molly Ringwald. Okay. And then Perfect. I had to do Ned because it's important. And that has to be Anthony Michael Hall. All right. So we usually do th- three characters, but Jim has cast an entire <laughs> film for we, us. We've done this, uh, I don't know how many times, but yeah. <laughs> we've, we've done this. All right. Uh, Katie, who did okay. you cast? Um, so I went. Since we since we're rolling it back to a whiter, more male time, I just went all men in the cast. So Peter is Matthew Broderick, and playing the role of MJ is is Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Oh what wait, his hold Actual on. name is a- a- M- MJ is a girl. No, I I know. So so you're casting a boy to play MJ? Yeah. Because I figured if we're going all white men, then we may as well throw in a little twist, like just okay. You know. Okay, so let's, like a Turkish, let's just pretend Turkish that band, Turkish you band didn't know who MJ Stiderman. was. Yeah, right. shush. Shush. <laughs> no, I I knew I I knew that MJ turns into his love interest, but then he has a crush on Liz, and so I was like, so who is MJ? Like actually in the movie, she's really just like a minor character in this movie. She's not really like. But Cameron's the best friend, so why didn't you cast him as Ned? Because I want Peter Parker to have a crush on him, like okay, Matthew so Broderick be... does in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He doesn't have a crush on Cameron. Crush on Cameron he does. Let's be serious, people. Oh my god! <sighs> I mean, the man rocks a cardigan like nobody else. Playing the role of it's Vulture, hockey jersey. He plays. He he's, wearing, cardigan. he's wearing a sh- Ferris he's wearing a black cardigan. Box. Ferris oh, is Ferris Matthew Broderick. Yes, Ferris yeah, is. I my- know. Do we need to watch Ferris Bueller on, on the show? What? <sighs> You're confusing me. I thought the reason he had a crush was because Cameron was wearing the cardigan. That's what. No, 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 no. Matthew Broderick wears the cardigan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Pull Playing over. the role of the vulture is John Candy. <laughs> John Candy. <laughs> Just picture it. It works. John Candy. And then in the role of Ned, Dan Aykroyd. Ugh. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd was a 40-year-old <laughs> man. We have talked I about just almost myself. That literally almost peaked out. When, at what point was Dan Aykroyd point of the Brat Pack or a John Hughes film? We have talked about the issues. Playing the role of, of Ned, Steve Martin. Also... <laughs> Dan Aykroyd is such an asshole. Like, <laughs> that's why uh, it would be interesting uh, in to Katie's have him. version. <laughs> Harold Ramis is playing the role of Aunt May. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I didn't even think about May. Uh, is that going to go? Please go, Patrick. Please go, Patrick. Patrick Swayze is playing the dance instructor. Uh, <laughs> What's the uh, uh, What's the one where he's cross-dressing? Uh, yeah, Priscilla. Priscilla, Tuong Queen Fu. of the Desert. Yeah. Two one no, Two Wong Fu. Thanks. What's to Priscilla, everything. Queen of the Desert? Oh, Who's that? Sorry. Is uh, that John is Leguizamo? a cross? Yeah. Yes, it might be. Well, no, Two Wong Fu, which is when Patrick Swayze is cross-dressing with John Leguizamo, 
uh, filmed in Cornwall and Hudson, New York. Mm. I would like to see that movie again. Yeah. It's been a long time. I, I didn't see it, it when they filmed there. Um, oh, it's a great all right. Movie. So my casting, I it pains me to admit that one of my responses is the same as Katie. <laughs> And it is not the Dan Aykroyd it's one. Matthew I can Broderick, tell you. Isn't it? It's Matthew mm-hmm. Broderick is Peter, yeah, mainly because of his pr- is his performance in War Games. Let me now you're going to realize that your other yep. choice is pale in comparison to mine. I hardly, hardly. Um, for Flash, I pick I picked. Uh, excuse me, James Spader. Uh, mm. Perfect. Yeah, that's yep. a good choice. Um, for Ned, I picked one Mr. Curtis Armstrong, a.k.a. Charles DeMar. Charles from DeMar. Better Off Dead. Also Booger from, <laughs> from uh, Revenge, Revenge of the, of the Nerds. Nerds. And for MJ, I picked Leah Thompson. Mm. Ah, good choice. She's nothing in comparison to Cameron. Yeah. Uh, well, she's a woman, so you're right. She's nothing yep. in comparison to him. Yeah. Uh, so that is recast it. I, I would love Let's to just... see if your list could be more ridiculous than Katie's. I don't even um, know if we should do five questions. Uh, oh, we're doing it. Oh, we're, we're doing, doing it. it. All right. Uh, this week's things to talk about over a beer at Oscars. Oh. Uh, this came up on a radio show that we listen to, Maddie in the Morning in Boston, which is one of the top radio shows in America. And then it popped up as an article on CNN. There's a new trend in dating and it's called foodie calls have you ever heard of a foodie call no before either of you no um so this is women's um going after what males used to call obviously the booty call right which is you're just uh involving yourself with the female to uh you know get some action a foodie call is when a woman agrees to go out to dinner with a man with no interest in any involvement with them they're just going to get a free dinner and the university of california uh one of their satellite schools did a uh survey of over two thousand women and apparently a third 33 percent of women um over the age of 30 admitted to currently taking part in foodie calls going out with men just to get a free dinner who they had no social interest in. So this plays um, into the uh, folks having less sex thing, right? Yes. It used to agreed. Be like, there used to be this feeling of like, well, if they bought you dinner, then you got to put out. But now that's gone. It's just I like, never let him, let was involved in one of those situations. You're telling but me I... you, bought, you bought a lot of dinners and she did not put out? Uh, who is she? Like yeah, the yeah. Un- unknown lady. I just didn't equate that. I couldn't get very many dates in, <laughs> in general, so so, <laughs> so that that, that used to be the too. notion, so, right? So, so Is that, like so that, you know, if he's paying for dinner, there's an expectation. Of yeah, shenanigans. But, we might have so to this is the news. <laughs> have have have. Um, Katie, Uh, do me a favor. Mm -hmm. If um, when you're at the girlfriends, Katie's going to girlfriends weekend uh, this weekend. Ask uh, if any of them have heard of foodie calls. Okay. uh, Or or have um, though many of our friends are married, so they may have not ever been involved. But I'd like to hear an account of someone involved in a foodie. All right. Deal. We want to know about foodie calls. Um, five question time. Rolling on, and here Kate, we go. Katie, it's Katie for you. is yep. Katie is mm-hmm. answering this week's questions, and I'm really 
socially concerned. Our, our episodes, <laughs> Jim, the master of all things technology for us, has gotten us a piece of software that is allowing our episodes to go up on YouTube. Just keep, just keep that in mind oh, in a faster exciting. volume. All right, here we go. Five questions. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up or thumbs down your high school dance experiences? Oh, my high school dance. Yeah, your high school dance experiences. Uh, my High school dances were fine, besides the fact that the DJ was hooking up with the students. It's just, I don't know if you see the the format. It's thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh, okay. So my high school dances, thumbs up. High school dances now, thumbs down. Now, to be clear, because we always love to talk about high school, Katie, uh, the DJ was DJ Plum Shady. Was he doing the high school dances? Who also DJed your wedding? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jim's father represented for legal matters. In two divorces. Um, in two divorces. Uh, and the teachers were probably the ones spiking the punches at the dance because they didn't mind drinking with the students at I your high school. I don't think that we were ever really drunk at the dances except for prom. I think that was okay. Mm. All right. Yeah. There All were, right. We didn't have many dances, though. I'll be honest. That wasn't. Okay. It's much more of a culture here, honest. Like in the you know just outside of Philadelphia, they're like going to the socials, the mixers. Like yep, that's yep. much more of a thing than when I was growing up. But high school dances now, mm, don't want anything to do with them. All right. Agreed. Okay. Uh, question two: Would you rather be locked in a room full of spiders mm-hmm. or a room full of snakes? snakes. And I will add that. Sorry. Both are not poisonous. Snakes. So go snakes, snakes. Okay. Snakes. All right. There are less of them. They can't move as quickly as spiders. And if they're not poisonous or le- like, so spiders, like think about the way that spiders move. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't like, I don't want to think about it right now. Like snakes, I have a possibility of like jumping on top of them ish. But like spiders, there's no, they are just but, all over your body. That's but the it. spiders just crawl on you, whereas the snakes could bite you. No, but they're not poisonous. Yeah, it could still, still bite, hurt though. like a motherfucker. Sure, yeah, totally. I'm in. I will You're take, the anti-Indiana Jones. I will yeah. take the snake bites. Yeah. All right. Uh, fill in the blank question. Mm-hmm. Happy Hogan, of course, mm-hmm. played by John Favreau in this mm-hmm. film. Um, if you had to substitute an emotion as your first name, what would it be? Surly DeSanto. Surly to Santa. Surly. I don't, you don't strike me as like a Surly. Oh, it's not like who I am. It just feels like that's a good name. Okay. Surly. 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 <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. Question four. Favorite Michael Keaton film? And maybe so, we could all yeah, do hard. this. Could we all do this, this one? Let's hard. all do our favorite well, Michael Katie's Keaton. Katie's got to go first. I'm going to go with Mr. Mom, but I feel like Net, you're going to remind yeah, so me of a good. movie that yeah. I'm forgetting about that I'm going to well, see. Ah. It's a great movie. I love Mr. Mom, though. Yeah, Mr. Mom is so good. I So another from around that time that I love, I loved, I probably haven't seen it in 30 years, is Gung Ho. Yes. The softball. Saw, when he's saw. playing yes. softball. Yeah, with George them. Went. Yes. Such a good movie. I also, this is not a good film. Uh-huh. But it's like kind of. Uh, do you remember he did a film called uh, Dream Team? Yes, where he was I like sure in a do. Christopher Lloyd's like, in that. Yeah, really funny, so good movie. It's basically One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, but they break out. But it's a comedy about yeah. them mm-hmm. going to a baseball game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so and he's just him. I, right. What's that? Yeah. No, it's him. him. No, that's no, that's, that's duplicity. Multiplicity. Okay. Multiplicity. Sorry, multiplicity. Sorry. Oh, and then there's my life. 
Yeah, oh, that's, that's that, rough. Um, listen, let me that tell you something. A, a lot of people don't remember that movie. <laughs> you, you will not watch that movie and not cry. I oh, God. Oh. I used to show that in um, for psychology class. Yeah. We would do it. Bradley Whitford's in it. Uh, Nicole. Kitt. That movie is legit. Like if you have never seen my life with Michael Keaton and you just want to see a movie that is unbelievable that didn't make a lot of money and he is so good everybody in that movie is unbelievable mm-hmm. it's a, I, it's it's a little too heavy to probably watch for our podcast because you 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 would yeah. watch it and you just but watch it if you've never seen it uh finally deep thoughts question if you could be a superhero for a week which superhero would you be oh that's so hard eh. I don't know the superheroes very well, so I'm all right. Just so, what superhero that. do you know? So, pick one. I'm gonna just frame pick it with that. Um, so, you're gonna hate this answer so much. Mm-hmm. I know. I would pick Superman because all I yeah. really want to do is fly this- around. And, and he is the only superhero shit. can fly. That is true. He's all, the only superhero that can all fly. all I want to do. I just want to fly and I want to lift we stuff. We just watch a movie with a flying superhero in He's it. He's not a flying superhero. He swings. No. He swings. There was another superhero Vulture. in the Iron Man that flew. No, How about Iron Man? Yeah, I don't want the metal suit. That feels very confining. No, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to feel like I'm God locked damn in. It. Like if the technology doesn't work, then I'm like stuck in the metal. It feels te- like a if, cave. If the Stark technology doesn't work. Yes, Jim. Yeah, because that yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. Apple, even Apple and Google shut down sometimes. Yes. Uh, Stark yeah. is a fictional company that right. is above Apple and Google. Okay. So are we going to put this to realistic of. standards or not? <sighs> because the technology will always fail. To be fail. fair, she didn't I don't know that Iron Man was in this movie. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, which brings I me to one of my. every time Robert Downey Jr. is on screen. Which brings don't. me to one of my. I noticed it completely. One of my recommendations. If mm-hmm. we're ready to go to Pepper recommendations. Pot. Yes, go right into recommendations. Go, go ahead. For it. Uh, the first one is, if you have Netflix, you can check out The Chef Show on yes. Netflix. Which, which is, you have brought up before and you like, right? I like, it's John Favreau and uh, Roy Choi, mm-hmm. um, who got to know each other uh, because Roy was training him for the movie Chef. Mm-hmm. And now that the, the movie was over, they wanted to keep cooking and they started filming it. And basically, it looks like each episode they'll have two celebrity guests, and they cook different stuff and just kind of talk about it. So the first episode is them cooking a pepper pot, four pepper pots for uh, Gwyneth, and she has no idea when he starts talking about them being in Spider-Man together <laughs> that she was actually in the film Spider-Man. It's a very humorous. And not moment. only is she not only is she in the film. If you watch the credit, she's like the fifth build person in the film. <laughs> yeah. And he, it, it's very funny because she's like, no, I was I was in Avengers with you. And he's like, no, we were, we were in Spider-Man. And she's like, no, absolutely not. And then he says, yeah, remember with the suit and and Tom's there and you're going to go into the press conference. And she's like, oh, that was Spider-Man. <laughs> In her defense, they were filming all these movies in the same studio at the same time and aren't yeah, told yeah, what to do. Sure, not sure. that I not that I'm a huge Gwyneth Paltrow person, but I, I could I could kind of see that. What else do you have for us this week? Uh I got nothing else. Nothing else? All right, Katie. Recommendation? Anything <laughs> uh, you wanna I just keep talking to people about Knobles. My God. <laughs> and again, now that our kid needs orthodontia, um, 
We're just gonna, go there again. We're just going to go to Knoebels. You should come to Storyland Story with the Costellos sure. in Dutch New Hampshire. Wonderland. Not Maine, but no. nonetheless. Yep. We'll go to all of those Dutch Wonderland places. is owned by the same company that runs Storyland. Oh, well, how about that? We love some Dutch Wonderland. Yeah, it's Knoebels beats it all. All right, perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a few recommendations. Aileen and I started watching Shit's Creek, which oh, was a recommendation yeah. from Jim and Katie, and we love oh, it. Oh, I'm so glad. That makes um, me so happy. So good. Of course, I love it. Ooh, um, Ew. Season three of The Handmaid's Tale is legit. We and I'm not giving a single show. spoiler or anything, but it's, again, I think it's my favorite season of the show so far. Ooh. It's been that. It's been that good. Um, I'm reading Past Tense by Lee Child, which I love. Um, if you're watching us on the Facebook feed, uh, Matt Betley, author of Rules of War, checked in and was watching the stream. And Katie w- had no idea who he was, even though we talk about his books uh, and week. recommend them I every only week. Have listen to you ever. Uh, um, <laughs> his book is coming out July 16th. So by the time you're listening to this, the book will be coming out July 16th by the hardcover. Um, and it's a great book set in Venezuela. And I will be seeing him on his tour when he's up here in so New exciting. England. Uh, we will be getting Does together. Does he know that he's going to get kissed on the mouth? Uh, he will not get kissed <laughs> on the mouth. Also, as Empire. per usual, about once a month, I recommend Empire Magazine, who does an amazing job. They have uh, The most recent issue was on Spider-Man Far From Home, but tons of great movie stuff in there every month. Uh, and I don't need that anymore. <laughs> um. When we next get together, we've picked a film that Katie likes uh, so that she might actually watch it. Um, I'm going to have a hard time watching this. What are we watching? I am. I am, too, I think. Um, but in honor of oh, Independence America, Day of America, we oh, are watching uh, for time. our 4th of July special. We're watching yeah. Independence yeah. Day. We need to watch something that we don't all love. You know, we've had a f- we've had a few movies that we all really liked, and that's just it gets a little boring. Well, you didn't really like Vertigo. I didn't really like. Yeah, Vertigo. I wasn't. Yeah, none of us were like huge yeah, no, on Vertigo. Um, <laughs> uh, just also a reminder: uh, watch Independence Day, enjoy your Fourth of July, go see Spider Man Far From Home, but start rewatching immediately if you're not currently, uh, or if you've never seen it. Veronica Mars will be recording <laughs> our Veronica Mars special, and it's still on. <laughs> it's still on. It's still on Amazon Prime, but it is transitioning over to Hulu. Uh, also, feel free to like, subscribe, and review us on any of the sites, uh, as that is what gets people mm. to yeah, share us learn around. about if us. You, if you listen, let some people know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, give us some feedback. Let us know what's uh, what you like, what you don't like. Unfortunately, if you don't like me, you're kind of screwed. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. You're, you're, if you would like, if you watch us on YouTube, subscribe there. Some people are watching us yeah. on YouTube. Um, and right. I think that's it. Um, that if you good. like, if you like wine, make sure you're finding One uh, following One Hope Wine. One Hope. And and right. that's it. Uh, short break. I will try I'll to Facebook it. Live if I find a shark. Uh, so if you follow us on Facebook, Don't get bit I'm, by a baby shark. I'm gonna get have some apricot brandy, uh, mm-hmm. some sharks, and uh, we're gonna see what happens. More than likely, I'll just do a video of my children and I singing "Baby Shark" because I hate sand and won't go to the beach. That's perfect. I think that'll be more entertaining. Probably more entertaining. Granddad Um, shark. Granddad shark. Granddad shark. Uh, All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.